Welcome to Naked Marketers, everybody. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here. I can't believe I am here. Uh, I'm here with Megan Strand. Hey, Pete. And uh, uh, Dane Christensen. God, love you, son. That is that is really stunning that you happen to be in this uh, in this room. We're at McTarnahan's Tap Room, a pyramid uh, brewing. Uh, what do they call that uh, company? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is our first uh, live show. In fact, you guys had never even met. Awesome. This is this is Megan so on. I met for the first time today in person in Flatbush. That was that was good. And and what'd you think? What's your impression so far of each other? Oh, she's delightful. She's tel- Chilean. Um, she's not tall. But, um, just an adorable personality. Person. And person. And can good. I tell you? I was walking around Portland today. Tell me about that. And I, I realized something that is true of ski resorts, but not of cities, generally speaking, and not true of Portland. No you snow. know, I, yeah, I sort of want to go down that list. What is true of ski resorts and I, I not have, of cities? I only have one Not thing. enough spandex. No. Skis. Okay. Snow. Snow. No. no. That's not the thing. Chairlifts. White people? Uh, actually, Portland <laughs> has a chairlift, a tram. It's not really a chairlift. So There's... It's a tram. It's a okay. All right. whatever. No, the thing that's odd, I was watching what is it? I was like, you know what they have at ski resorts, and, and, I, and I don't see it here in Portland or cities generally, is a bra tree, a tree where people throw bras. There's usually like a ski resort, there'll be like one tree designated as where they throw the bras. I've never seen that at a I've never seen that. They don't have that at Mount Batch. Anywhere, I've no. never seen that. And I was walking around Portland, I was like, there's no bra tree. That's, at a ski resort, they generally do have I think you should change that. I think you should tree, encourage so. the women of Portland to start a bra tree. Well, we got to find a bra tree. Otherwise, you end up with, with bras all over well, trees yeah, indiscriminately, willy-nilly. The wrong That'd be yeah, everybody has to find yeah, the right be, tree is the problem. Thank, thank God, Dave, to keep it down. Done incorrectly. But, yeah, you don't want to mess that up. You can't. So, you can, there's no do-overs with a broad tree. There's something I hadn't thought of before, and today it occurred to me. That's awesome. I'm glad that Dane came to town to yeah, share this. Yeah, to share that with us. Should, should we talk? That, uh, should we talk? That. You know why this is? Besides the fact that we're all here at the same table. I love, by the way, this is what's fun about being together for the show. Is Look watching who's like your all eyes chatty all when, of a sudden. Watching your eyes when I <laughs> throw a story like that out there. Yeah, I like and how you classify that as a story. Like a, oh crap! Kind of a. <laughs> You know, I don't look. get to see that when I look James talking about the Skype, and I'm like, what are they doing? What, we don't get to see each other either. do when I bring stuff like but that But you never know. I, I mean, from now on, Megan that. and I might start meeting for beer just to get through <laughs> I, the show. I got to see that in person today. That's great. Thanks, guys. Mm. We love you, Dane. So this is why, this is, uh, so I think, uh, what did you think of Dane? When you picked him up. Do you have any thoughts? Do you feel a little <laughs> bit like... The, the I can't show? stop, I I cannot stop laughing around Dane. is it? I feel like Chuck Woolery. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, bit. you sound like Chuck Woolery right now. <laughs> so do you think you're, <laughs> so you like you're going to, did the cotton candy push you over the edge, or do you think you're going to go on What'd another What do you think day? when you first you can have <laughs> another date on us. And uh, on your honeymoon. Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, was he, you know, was he everything you expected? He's everything I expected and more. And more. And he, I just can't stop it's laughing. I'm just sitting, sitting across from Dana. I'm just awkwardness. It's laughing bizarre, hilariously. What did you think of Pete experience. when you first met him? <clears throat> well, that was... That's a long time ago. <laughs> Pete didn't like me when he first met me. Well, See, now we're getting somewhere. Spotty. Now we're getting so, somewhere. Yeah, I know I said that. Wow. I didn't mean it. This is getting fun now. Uh, so Live this is, shows let me tell you, are great. Let me tell you why I think this is uh, going to be a, a good show. Uh, Guns N' Roses in the background. Guns N' Roses. Oh. Is, is that still Again? Guns N' Roses? No, it's something else. Though, but no, it this was. is going to be a good show because we have, uh, we're going to be talking <laughs> to, a little kids. bit later, Sweet. we're going to be talking to uh, Yelp. We've got, um, uh, we've got two community managers from Yelp are joining us to talk. We've talked uh, a lot about the, um, the geo social marketing space and so it'll be good to have somebody from who actually knows the business uh, to come and wax philosophical with us for a little bit later in the show and uh, uh, I yeah I think they're going to try and tell us uh, which tool we should actually uh, be looking at because you're still Foursquare people right you're a new Foursquare I'm a new Foursquare guy it's just you know I can't get Facebook places to work and I want people to know where I am here's what I've realized is kind of a fun thing um Sometimes I'm at a place where I think I want people to know I'm at that place. So I think I'm going to 
tweet yeah. that or post it on Facebook. Hey, I'm at this place. And then I think, no, that's so narcissistic. I'm not going to do that. But on Foursquare, you just hit check in. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I am. And I don't feel narcissistic about it. So I think you know, that's a good thing. It's, well, you can always check in on Foursquare and not tell people. That's the best I, trick I'm about selective that. about that, though. It's that online identity thing. It's that snotty thing. Are you you're, you're scared about the stalkers? Is that the thing? No, I'm not scared about stalkers. Who's going to stalk me? I am five foot oh, one, all muscle, might. baby. <laughs> yeah, don't be so sure. That's a scary. Uh, it's a scary thing. You live in Van Tucky, and you, That's you true. need to be real careful. This is true. Oh, he's bringing it, bringing it. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a uh, well. You uh, let's let's talk about the uh, the transition from uh, loyalty apps. You know, uh, uh, from from the geosocial check-in where you are to what you watch, what you read, what you what you see. Uh, these things are everywhere. What is uh, what is Get Glue? Get Glue is a new app that allows you to check in at a television show, which I think is a little odd. Do you? I, I do. Why? I can. I well, I, I think I'm biased because I don't actually watch that too much television. But I, one of the this is an article from Ad Age we were looking at, and one of the things that I thought was funny is that. The re- one of the reasons people are citing for using these check-in to television show programs, and there are multiple different apps that will do this, um, is that it demonstrates that I'm a better fan than somebody who just likes a show, which I think is funny. Okay, I'm trying it's to figure like out why. It's like a competition about who's a better TV show fan, which is ridiculous to me. That sounds like the right. Well, that's exactly what Foursquare and Yelp and all these places are doing. Who's the biggest fan? I'm the mayor. I'm the duke. I'm the impresario. Isn't it the same house. thing? I turn off I think the TV it's and I go places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Robmenow.com <laughs> or whatever. I like the idea of checking into a TV show. I think it would have been far more useful about 10 years ago. Um, I don't watch TV when other... I mean, okay, to back up. I think the utility of a check-in while you're... To build a community is, of a check-in while you're watching TV type of an application is, um, you know, that I want to watch it while others are watching yeah, it and share the experience. But I don't watch anything when it's actually broadcast. I was going to say, it, this is the fight against the DVRs. Yeah. Uh, ah, ha, ha. This is a reason ah, to watch it when other people are watching it. That I like. Interesting. And I, No, I like it from a, an advertiser's perspective. Yeah. Because here's the unfulfilled promise or fantasy of Foursquare, is that you'll actually be checking into a location when somebody you know who's there. Does it ever happen? Well, it's to happened today. I just checked in with both of you. <laughs> wow. It rarely happens, right? right? It but rarely it's happens. That's a lame like, example. Oh, Foursquare, you'll check in at this bar. This and might be an age thing like again, Dane. really awesome people there with you. I'm sure it happens, right, to When you're 23, it happens all fake the time. And, and then you leave place, and go. It might be more likely that I check into Mad Men while somebody else is checking into Mad Men. Well, and Mad Men's a great example, and that's, I think, what they're talking about for those high-dollar shows, right? It's Glee. The, it, it, Glee. Glee. It's, it's the shows around which you don't want to be spoiled tomorrow. Ah. Uh, right? I think, I think it's smart. It is smart. Well, it's smart. You I just never think catch it's, me I checking into a TV show. Yeah, I, oh, I, I you know what? I'm out of the don't demographic. Don't be so sure. I'm out of the demographic. I told you, don't, you won't catch me checking into Foursquare. <laughs> I've been checking into Foursquare this week. So I think, I, I think in, in some respects it's a little bit like, uh, well, I don't really want to get into ping. But, no, let's uh, please oh, I signed up spare today. me the ping conversation. Underwhelming sign-up experience. Underwhelming <laughs> sign-up experience. Okay, enough about it. Yeah. But we're not going there. Uh, uh, so that's uh, that's check in. What else do we have on the docket here? Can we talk about um, can we talk about ad spending on Google? Wow! Ooh, let's do. You let's open up a can of worms. Just just <laughs> set it up for us, Pete. <laughs> it's interesting. I it's there's find a this lot, very interesting. a lot of money, a lot of money, ridiculous going amounts of money monthly. Really ridiculous amounts of money. And okay, so here's here's the story. Uh, uh, Google unveiled what big brands spend in June. This is also from uh, AdAge. Thank you, AdAge, for being uh, such a fount of wisdom. Uh, this is just June spending on uh, on Google uh, advertising, and I, some of these surprised me. Some of the, did, were you guys surprised by any of these? Before uh, we get into the, I would be a little surprised by number two, but not so much. Or really? is it number three? Number two. 
No, let's, not can we just, Number one can we is give, AT&T let's Mobility. Give, let's give our, our listeners just a Do snapshot. It. No, tell, I, I don't know, you've got right. well, uh, a snapshot okay. of how well, much here's we're the talking. One. This is the one where that on I think was, was interesting to me was BP, because I've heard a bunch of stories about BP, That's where about started. how they spent just a ton, a ton of money on advertising to try and, and nail down their PR issues, right? They wanted to get people searching. When they search for, so this you is know, BP, they want people probably to... Probably an aberration for BP's online spending. That's kind of what I'm for thinking. For the time so period. It's That's for the time period, the last, you know, last four months, it's probably higher than it normally would be. But they spent $3.5 million in June. In a month. In a month. And they're not even the top spender. On not even close. SMU. No, they're, they're definitely in the bottom half. And, and uh, so below them... At 3.3 million, we have Hotels.com. At 2.46 million, we have JCPenney. 2.29 million, we have Living Social. And 2.19 ADT Security. That's random. It just feels a little. I random, don't think it's random. I, I think it's uh, why. Tell us why. I'll tell you exactly why. So outside of British Petroleum, right? Everything else on here is a convertible sale, right? So we have very competitive industries, which include uh, hospitality. Uh, higher education, retail, um, uh, mobile technology, consumer electronics, right? Um, travel and security, and and these are like th- these are industries that tend to pay uh, for high volume uh, leads and and then put a lot of um, infrastructure behind converting those leads. That's why it doesn't shock me. I think for. Uh, you know, for hotels, hospitality, retail, higher ed, uh, security, those are very lead heavy yeah. and, and yeah, very definitely convertible. Like, like when you talk about um, internet, uh, 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 internet leads, they're measurable, right? You right. work with right. companies that you say like, well, you should put more money into internet lead advertising. Because it's very easy to build to an argument convertible. around Convertible. You want it to be right. able to be trackable and say we can put a metric behind it. We can say we're, you're going to spend, you know, $1,000 and we're going to convert this many leads and we're going to, you know, so, right. you know, it's in contrast to, that the to University of Phoenix is the only higher ed institution on the top. Well, and that was the next, we didn't so. actually go up from BP. So up from BP at $4.25 million, we have eBay. At 5.85 million, we have Amazon.com. At 5.95 million in June, we have Expedia. 6.67 million dollars, we have the Apollo Group, which is the parent company to University of Phoenix. And 8.08 million dollars in June, AT&T Mobility. That's a lot of money. In a single month. So, just to clarify, these are—they're paying for paid placements, right? Those are the like when you search by security, home security systems, it's the first thing that appears right well, directly well, with Google, it's beneath be a the few search things. Box, Google right? has some additional options. It's primarily going to be search position um, for paid search. Um, but it also, you know, they've got great distribution now for banner advertising. So it could be Google Ads and... Yes, okay. it is. So right. it's encompassing all of their right. online but, but it's only the Google side of it. So you can be rest assured Apollo spent millions more than that on education portals, um, other right. banner placements, lots of places you can spend money online. Most of it is lead producing. So that's why I think British Petroleum, it's interesting. They went up there. The... the, the uh, the change for British Petroleum is, is significant. They went from spending an average of $57,000 a month to becoming one of Google's top advertisers. You know, That's what's interesting, too, incredible. about this is that really the only competitors within this top ten are um, Hotels.com Hotels and Expedia. And Expedia. Yeah. So you've got, like, for example, ADT. They're probably owning the online category as far as lead generation goes. You know, whereas Google, another yeah. security company may be doing phone sales. Who is? Why don't I know who Living Social is? Who is that? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows who Living Social no. is, and they're one of the top ten. Yeah. Nope. I'm sorry, Living Social. You're not doing it well. Something is missing. Maybe they're marketing to hip, cool people, and we're not among them. That's a stunning. That's a stunning outlay. So. Okay, so what does that tell you? You're in this business. What does that tell you to, uh, not to companies necessarily, I mean, it would be hard to say, I want to compete now in this space with Hotels.com. D- don't. But how do you go don't do How it. do you go to a client, you say don't do it. How do you go to a client and say, you know, 
I, I want to compete in. Here, well, you know, okay. I'm, I'm a startup pharmaceutical company, and I have a great alternative to aspirin. Here's what's tough: when you see what's on the top ten, or if you saw the top twenty, or thirty, or fifty, um, what you know, what becomes obvious is what are your most competitive terms to search for. So, if you're doing paid search marketing, um, it, it's been true for quite some time that. Uh, like vacation rentals, hotels, you know, hospitality, those are very competitive terms, and education. And I think in a lot of, if, if you're looking at local businesses and trying to get into the, um, sort of that competitive uh, paid search category, um, usually the more specific, the more local, the better. But oftentimes with education, some of these really competitive terms, security, education, and hospitality, the more specific and the more local, actually the more expensive it becomes. Hmm. So if, you, if you're if you in, let's say, a luxury hotel brand category, and you got very specific about a location, luxury, property type, your bid is probably going from like 50 cents to 15 bucks for a clip. Wow because it's it's a more um, serious shopper but if you're talking to a local plumber you would say well don't compete for a general plumbing you know term compete for portland um you know plumbing all of a sudden it's going to get less expensive because fewer people are competing in that category so Hmm, you know those are just very expensive categories to compete in and it kind of goes in an opposite direction when you talk about getting very specific there are two really interesting points that come out of the comments on this post. The first one uh, Meg just pointed to, Search Quant from Redwood City writes, looking at the data, a couple of data points worth noting, 7% of spenders account for 60% of the spend, 26% of spenders account for 84% of the spend. It's too bad there's no historical data trend in the document AdAge got their hands on. I bet that if there were, you'd only see a slight diversification over time away from reliance on these large advertisers for the majority of Google's revenue. Mm. Right. Yeah, BP is the standout, right? BP is a standout. The rest of yeah. them, I mean, certainly Apollo right. Group and Expedia Major. and Hotels, I mean, they've been, they've been at the top for years. And, and, and here's what's interesting. Um, there are two things that I think that are interesting. One is that this actually is not a ton of money. If you look at probably, I would say, let's just say... AT&T. I'll bet that that is not a majority of their ad spend, and it's not the biggest piece of the pie even for the month of June. For Apollo, you know, you'd really, if you you were to expand that to all internet advertising, it's still, I'm just going to guess that their internet advertising in in total um, is multiples of the Google amount. And a majority of their spend, but certainly not the total. We know that they, you know, they've got they named stadiums. They're doing lots of other branding <laughs> now that they didn't used to do. Um, but you know, this is lead generation advertising for the most part, right? So right. that's the other part of the story that I think is interesting: is how do you balance if you're, you know, if you're a corporate brand, how do you balance lead generation with building your brand? Because Google search results does not necessarily build or even contribute to your brand. It might detract from your brand in some instances. You know what makes this makes me think of? It just makes me respect the hell out of Evernote, who has spent dollar zero yeah. on advertising, and they have three million users within three years. They're a startup, yeah. and they that, that's and just what it makes me think of. They're, and they're focused on their community of users, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the but engagement piece. Really yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've grown really quickly. So enough about okay. the story, but I thought. Well, it was the, the last point that I thought for, uh, oh, PJ sorry. Advertising from Miami says very interesting a top ten advertiser list that does not include automotive. automotive. You know what? Interestingly, uh, pharmaceutical. Yeah. I'm actually surprised there's no big pharma. They might be more. Um, there might be some regulations there. Yeah, you're right. That's something. Might be. Yeah, that's true. Talking. And it that's also could be very disjointed and, and yeah, segregated as well. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, D plus because how cool is that? <laughs> Good segue as well. Oh, right. D plus. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really, if you want to. Speaking of higher education. Yeah. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to raise the bar, lower the bar. That's what. That's the rule. Now, what, wait. Before we move on, did we miss any higher ed? Points, Apollo group points that you wanted to address before we move on. No, I, I feel I feel pretty good that you covered them all. Thank you. You okay. were able to take responsibility for each of them. 
Okay. Uh, great moments in collegiate advertising, uh, uh, collegiate marketing. Drake University's D Plus campaign. Uh, this is from the upside, uh, the upshot at, at uh, Yahoo News by Brett and Michael Dykes. Uh, this is, it's a fantastic campaign, and and I I don't think I mean that complimentarily. <laughs> Uh, Megan, is what that is a word? The, I'm sorry. Is that a Sarah Palinism over here? Fantastical. No. No, complimentarily. Oh. Complimentary. <laughs> com- complimentarily. This is like refudiation. Over here? <laughs> refudiation. <laughs> Let's see I'm not even sure how to use that. I'd like to. I'm going to refudiate your. <laughs> That's exactly how you use. That's right. Your I, insertion that, was, <laughs> that I don't. Complimentary. Yeah. Complimen. Com- <laughs> Try it again. Right. He's only had iced tea. Let's talk about D plus, <laughs> Megan. What did, I, what is I Drake wish doing? This is the one time in a podcasting. I, for some reason, we were talking about this story. It just picture everybody that's listening right now a huge blue D plus visual as your compelling visual it's as like to the why Duke D a little bit. why you should go to Drake University. And the tagline is the Drake Advantage. advantage. Your, Your potential, potential plus, plus our opportunities. opportunities. Which doesn't even go. He's been dying to do that on show. <laughs> I had this great the, effect, the two of you. I, I'm, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, no, no. You started out. I got you excited. finished the story. I got Tell us why we should go to Drake because of their all deep right. Well, first we have to, some more advertising the, fail before it begins. Pretty much. You just have to ask yourself, as I'm sort of reading through this, why... Why it didn't strike anyone that D plus may have another board of directors, right? I mean, it D is. Plus it's may Drake have another thing you think about. Plus your whatever. Yeah, and that's they what. Said. Okay, so here's the that's deal. what it means, duh. Wow. Touting the ways <laughs> this new campaign can help students be transformed by an experience that puts opportunity into action and gives purpose to your passion. The Des Moines, Iowa-based school has elected to dub its added pedagogic value the d plus advantage campaign the tagline for the promo pedagogic value it's nice right the tagline for the promo campaign your passion plus our experience Uh, of course as many drake faculty students and alumni and everyone else have pointed (laughs) out d plus is universally synonymous with subpar (laughs) academic performance as adweek's tim nudd noted the campaign quote seems to position Drake as a school where standards barely exceed total failure. That's right. I like the tagline, your passion plus our experience. That seems to have gotten Craigslist into some trouble with the category recently. Except for you're just making that up. (laughs) (laughs) It's your potential plus our opportunities, which may even be more Oh, you said your passion plus our experience. (laughs) You did, you did. Well, that's a a purpose to your passion, which actually may be more important for Craigslist. Here's, to me, the best part about this story. Okay, so... Notwithstanding the fact that there's a huge D plus, this is their icon for the campaign. Yeah. The, the university officials, okay, here's their first mistake. They enlisted some PR company to help them with this, who'd convince well, them this is a fabulous idea. Totally and different the power issue. PR, the, power, the power of PR. Power, uh, and yeah. okay. the power of PR. And the with power me. of sales. And they're defending it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a great campaign. We are so excited about this. It's that's be- the, thing, that's it's, the funny this part. Is fun. It's because the outside PR campaign that came up with this, the outside uh, PR firm that came up with this says that it's edgy and, and intriguing. It's, it's actually... Really? It's not intriguing, really. I mean, I don't it's have a question. It's intriguing in that it's funny. Now. Yeah, what's the I, question? There are no questions. There's no intrigue, no mystery. It's subpar performance, and <laughs> we're going to celebrate it. <laughs> right? What did we say? If you want to raise the bar, lower the bar. We're Drake University. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That, if, okay, here's, <laughs> here's the reason this is a terrible campaign. Here's the reason. Because... Oh. Any student who is an overachieving student will never in a million years resonate with a D-plus icon, ever. Of course. Yes. Maybe they were actually doing this because it just got too hard, that the students were too smart. I just, they really I needed wanted, to, no, they needed I to want, read out. I want to the account representative or whoever the salesperson is at the car firm who convinced, I don't know who yeah. was in the room, I want to meet that person who was able to basically sell, like, you know... A, a, a popsicle to an Eskimo here, like exactly. No D plus. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't think about the grade picture. We're going to sell this so well that no yeah. one's going to think about. It. Don't, don't, don't look get that there. out of your mind. Don't look at yeah, D plus. Look at right. Look That's at a separate. That's all Everyone's the icon is. That's right. It's a, why didn't they do Drake plus? 
when you when you from the article, why didn't they do not Dane a bad plus. idea there? And why not Dane Plus? Because you know what a Dane Plus night is like. <laughs> oh, I guess we're about you to find out. You end up in a twenty-person hot tub. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. One thing seems clear from the article: when you see the outsized D Plus logo on the Drake homepage, it's hard to quarrel with the basic oh my God, analysis. It's on their homepage. Yeah, basic uh-huh. analysis laid out by the all Cabuza Cesar. <laughs> One Quote, more time. One more the time, marketing please. team, the marketing team that dreamed up Drake Chilean. Uni- See, now, look, look at me. Look at my mouth moving, <laughs> people. Quote, the marketing team that dreamed up Drake University's latest campaign, the D-plus advantage, got so carried away by an apparent allusion to positively charged <laughs> molecules that it thought it could either ignore or alternately capitalize on one obvious fact. I want to that salesperson. The logo is the grade for pathetically under-average schoolwork. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that's gold, right? That's gold. Whoever sold a university on the concept that D-plus is a fabulous campaign idea... Yeah, seriously, you do I want to hire that sales person. You know, this is the thing, because you and I have been saying for years that we're on the Let's wrong side of this on business. The phone. We are on Let's the wrong side of this business. We should be we should. on the business of we selling should. online leads and doing this kind of... This is the result of people uh, who listen to that. Dane, right? this is going to be your ultimate contribution to the show. I want this you person on the show. You find that person, find you the get person them on the show. Finally, I would have a contribution to the show. <laughs> If you can bring that, you have a permanent no, awesome. in that seat, son. face right now, folks. That's brilliant. I'm in. I am in. Contributed to the show. Up, up to the present. <laughs> up to the present. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think it is, uh, this has been a, uh, you know, really illuminating discussion, but I think we need to, uh, I, I think it's about time we bring this one. Awesome. Let's do Shall it. Shall we? I'm so excited for our interview today. We, uh, uh, we noticed how it just got really quiet. Do you notice that, you guys? Because we are now in a different location. <laughs> Yesterday we were in a bar and it was really loud recording part of like the show. Star Trek. This is like living in the future where we can just zap from location There's to location. There's no ZZ Top in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to, to have one, you know, we're talking to uh, Lindsay Fossey and Darnell Holloway from Yelp. Uh, now, you, are you guys both based in Phoenix? Yes, we are. How did, is, Yelp is not based in Phoenix, right? Is it? No. Uh, Yelp is actually headquartered in San Francisco. Like every, like everybody's in San Why are all the cool companies in San Francisco? And Portland. <laughs> that's well, in true. Portland, that's yeah. true. You know, we've got a lot of guys. Anyway, we're, we're so excited to have you guys on because we're, you're a perennial favorite of this show. We both, we go back and forth between uh, totally bashing geosocial marketing and, and our own <laughs> and use of it. the, and absolutely embracing it and hugging it real tight. <laughs> I think every 15 minutes we change our, our opinion. So we're, we're really excited to hear the straight dope of what Yelp has to offer and 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 how both uh, really how both the uh, uh, you know users can make better use of Yelp and how businesses can make better use of Yelp uh, to engage their own communities and who more uh, appropriate to have on the show than Lindsay who is a community manager for Yelp and Darnell uh, an account manager for Yelp so you guys have kind of uh, straddle both sides of what we want to talk about. Uh, exactly. I, I, where what what do you think? Where where do you think makes the the most sense to start this conversation? Shall we start with the uh, with the the business side, Darnell? You want to tell us a little bit about how uh, how Yelp works uh, on the back end and how uh, how businesses are making really solid use of it? Yeah, you know, and that's a great starting point, Pete. the The fact of the matter is is that Yelp is becoming uh, something that that is almost a necessity in in certain communities because. What happens is if a business is open to the public, uh, you know, the genie's already out of the bottle in terms of the discussion that's happening about that business. So whether it's on Yelp or, you know, any other uh, format where people can talk about their experiences or whether it's, you know, just a person-to-person interaction, people are talking about businesses. And so Yelp is becoming the main place online where people are coming to do that. And so from the business owner side of things, it's really important for business owners to to realize that that's happening and then also uh, get engaged with the dialogue that's happening about their business. So what are the what what does Yelp actually do? I'll, I'll tell you kind of where we're starting this conversation. Dane and I were driving up here uh, and to our to our secret studio in the woods. <laughs> and uh, and we're we're reading this article about how you know, I can't remember the actual headline, but it had something to do with uh, check me on this Dane, uh, Yelp spanks Groupon in the Daily Deals. Thing. Daily Deals gives right, Groupon a beating. Oh, gives Groupon a beating. Well, I prefer spank. Spank, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so but sound like a phenomenal launch. Phenomenal. For the Daily launch right what but but we're i think a little bit unclear as we're we found ourselves talking in circles about what 
what the daily deals is and, and how that is different from how businesses have been using Yelp so far. Can you break down how this works? Sure. You know, that's that's something that's actually really new. It's funny that you bring that article up. I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually made that my, my Facebook status uh, last <laughs> week when, <laughs> when it came out. But, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, just something relatively new that, uh, that we're rolling out where um, in certain uh, you know, cities, businesses have the opportunity if they have a, a deal going on to um, basically send that out to people who uh, who are Yelp uh, Yelp members in that specific metro area. Um, it's still, you know, in in the testing phase. And I'm sure you, you, you read the article and you saw what kind of numbers uh, they did in San Francisco when we did the first one. Um, so, you know, it's really promising. Um, but that's not really the the heart of of the business. You know, right now, what the the heart of things are at Yelp is that, um, you know, if there's a business that's that's open where there's a, a you know B two C interaction, that business very likely may have a profile on the site, and uh, you know those profiles, just depending on how long they've been on Yelp, tend to get quite a bit of traffic, quite a bit of eyes on them. Can you back up just a little bit and talk? just more more generally about some of the tools that Yelp does provide to businesses um, just to give our listeners because I'm assuming you know we kind of know this the top surface level of tools but you, what other services um, does Yelp provide to businesses certainly so you know there's there's really two sites to Yelp there's yelp.com that you know you and I would go on as the consumer if we're looking you know, let's say I want to find, um, you know, some good pizza in San Francisco. So I go to Yelp and I, you know, do a search um, on the front end. Um, then there's the business owner side of Yelp, which is biz.yelp.com. And so if, um, you know, a business has a listing on Yelp, they can actually claim their own Yelp listing and then they can go in through the biz, uh, biz.yelp.com site. And then there's an actual dashboard uh, with a host of tools that that they have, and so the main things on there is, is uh, you know, really the the sections where you can add content. So there's a business information section that allows them to update everything, you know, from basic business hours to specialties to the bio of the owner. They can even recommend other businesses on Yelp if they'd like to do that. Uh, Another big feature is the ability for them to post special offers or announcements. So, you know, if a business has a sale going on or or any kind of promotion, they can do that as well. And then they can also add photos to their business listing. Okay, and so this is all done by actually claiming your proof profile. So if I'm say I'm I own a small bistro and I'm I go to Yelp and the bistro has already been reviewed, uh, but I'm the owner. I go in and I say to Yelp, "This is actually me." Mm-hmm. Right. And then I can start updating it. And then from from there, I, uh, I, I'm allowed to uh, start creating some of these coupon-type deals. Is that, now, is that what yeah, comes now, next? You have a, you have a, yeah, that's a great question. So if you have a, a sale or a promotion, you can actually post that up on your, your Yelp page. The Yelp deals that we were talking about earlier is, is uh, a that's separate a different thing. entity altogether. Yeah. yeah. And, and then also, you know, the other really big thing on the, uh, the the free business owner's site is that they also have tools to respond to people that are leaving them reviews on the site. So uh, they have the ability to send private messages to people. And then uh, business owners can also publicly comment on reviews that they've received as well. And I have to imagine, Darnell, that one of the, as an account manager, one of the more common um, issues that you deal with are businesses who see a negative review and want to do something about that. What kind of advice do you give them? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, funny that you bring that up. Uh, I was just um, actually having a discussion with, uh, with one of my clients uh, about this the other day. And, you know, what, what, what we find that's really common is that you know, negative stimuli is really powerful when it's about yourself personally, mm-hmm. but typically when it, when it's about someone else, we, we tend to take that with a grain of salt. And we find that to be true on Yelp as well, meaning that, you know, what happens is, you know, let's, let's, you know, use a hypothetical situation. Let's say there's a salon on Yelp and they've got, uh, you know, 10 reviews, nine of those reviews are, are, you know, positive and they've got one critical review. You know, on the consumer side of things, somebody may look at that and say, wow, you know, nine out of 10 people had a great experience. I think I'll check that out. On the business owner side of things, what they, what, they, what what typically tends to happen is, you know, they might scroll down to that, that one review and then they read it and then they can't get it out of their head for the next <laughs> few weeks. And that, you know, of course that, you know, that's someone's livelihood. So, of course, people will, will take it to that level. And, you know, that's why we say 
at the end of the day, you're, you're not necessarily going to please 100% of the people out there. It's just not realistic. Um, we, we give people tools to engage in that discussion, and sometimes responding to reviewers can be a, an effective way to address uh, an unhappy client or customer, depending on what the situation is. Um, but it is also important to keep in mind that on the consumer side of things, that, that people are looking at the bigger picture rather than just focusing on you know, one specific review when they're making a decision about you know, where they're going to spend their money. And I would imagine, uh, at least my perception is, that it's not so much uh, that you're looking for a business with 100% positive reviews, but you're looking for the business who's been reviewed more often than others. Uh, so, you know, if you have, say, an above average but not perfect score, um, but but you've been reviewed quite often, th- that's a really good thing. H- how do you help businesses sort of, you know, encourage more reviews? I mean, do you are there any sort of tactics or techniques that that a business you know should should look for? Another great question, and you know that's really kind of a two part question. The the first part of your question is that um, you know not everyone is necessarily going to be looking at just total number of reviews, especially because from from you know sector to sector, uh, certain businesses are are higher volume. For example, a restaurant we we eat you know three times a day. Um, you know, and so restaurants typically tend to, to, you know, see a lot more customers. And so that might have a lot more reviews than let's say versus a dentist, which is something that, you know, most people only go to, you know, people once or twice a year. And, uh, is that people review their dentist? on oh. Yelp? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, actually, uh, <laughs> That's wrong. That's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> well, this is, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the side. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but because Megan already derailed you, the best review I found right on the homepage today is, is, um, it's glad to have you back, Pete. Near reviews near you, Nike Inc. Right, we have Nike headquarters right down down here. Uh-huh. Uh, the review is two stars. This place looks way cooler than it is. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate headquarters. That's right. <laughs> That's. I had no idea people were reviewing th- things that are not uh, like restaurants and, uh, I guess, consumer services. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things that, that kind of surprised me. Uh, you know, when I was just getting started out at Yelp is. You know, two thirds of the rest or two thirds of the reviews on Yelp are not about restaurants. Um, really? You know, we've got everything under the sun from you know doctors and uh, dentists and mechanics and uh, hair salons and and shopping, everything that you can imagine, pretty much. Um, but you know, back to the the other part of your question, um, what I found is the best strategy for for business owners to take is to focus more so on letting people know that they're on Yelp rather than sure, sure. aggressively soliciting reviews. Uh, okay. You know, for example, okay. a s- simple, simple point is if, if somebody gets into a conversation with one of their, their customers, um, you know, they can say, hey, by the way, go check me out on Yelp. Uh, because if that person that they're talking to is a regular Yelp user, they'll know exactly what they're talking about and they'll know what to do from that point. Some other things that, that people can do is, you know, if you have, uh, as a business owner, if you have email blasts or things like that that you send out to clients, you can put in your auto signature a, a link to your Yelp page and say, check us out on Yelp there. Uh, we also provide um, widgets for people. Um, you know, For people that don't know what that is, it's, it's basically a, a, a device that you can put in your, your business information. It will create a badge that you can actually put on your main website that will act as a link back over to your Yelp listing. So if somebody finds you, um, you know, online through other means aside from Yelp, um, and they see that you have that on your actual website, they'll be directed right over to your uh, your Yelp li- listing. And then also some other things that people um, can do is, you know, we, we provide people with, um, you know, uh, uh, images of, of uh, Yelp decals and things like that. So if people want to make their own signage or things like that to let people know that they're on Yelp, then they can also do that as well. And how do they how do get they- a hold of those? Like decals? Uh, we actually have, we we. On our on our uh, blog, we actually uh, had a, a write up about that recently, and we also emailed it out to uh, to, to business owners that are uh, engaged in their business owners account. And, and it's also something that you know, if any of my clients ever ask for, I can provide to them on a, on a one off basis as well. So to clarify, and I think it's an important point, um, uh, your suggestion is for the business owner not to say, "Hey, please write a review on Yelp." And I don't care what you say, but please write a review. Uh, but instead, to, to subtly say, and by the way, we're on Yelp. Exactly. Okay, that's great advice. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting line, but it makes sense to that because that, it, it just ends up feeling icky. Even if you like the business, if somebody says, 
hey, go write something really nice about me on Yelp. Yeah, yeah, and usually it's it's all the you know the business owners' parents and sister. And... I'm telling you, if my dentist asked me to write, I would actually write a nice review, but I would. <laughs> That would just be a little weird. That would be a little weird. I'm, I'm hung up I'm on this dental thing. I'm sorry. You, watching if you check in at your dentist, all that. that's going to start creeping me out. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the other side, about the the, the community engagement part, because I think I, I mean I think that gets us into this next this next kind of realm of of discussion, which is you know if we're not if we're just letting people know that we're on Yelp. Um, what is the expectation that we have from our community? Uh, you know, what does involvement look like? And, and how do you guys, uh, you know, help inspire that for businesses? Absolutely. So that's where uh, my job comes in. Um, so like I said, my name's Lindsay. I'm the community manager. And the unique part about Yelp is that Yelp is really a community. Yelp is not a website where, you know, strangers are kind of hanging out online and they never um, communicate or connect. Um, A lot of our Yelpers use Yelp as kind of a lifestyle blog, a way to track where they visit, what they like, what they didn't like. And so um, in order to really enhance the community feel of Yelp, we've got community managers in over 60 uh, cities globally, um, so both nationally and internationally. Um, And the job of the community manager is to really connect the community, our local Yelpers, with cool local businesses um, around town. So, you know, it's it's head of marketing, you know, getting the Yelp name out there and also um, really just managing the community and connecting um, our residents with uh, the places to shop, where to eat, where to go, you know, um, all, all that. So we do so, um, I do so in a variety of ways. Um, you know, we have a weekly newsletter that goes out. And what that does is that highlights um, different businesses around town. Just this week, the Phoenix newsletter was all about working out. So that kind of goes back to your point about not all businesses reviewed on Yelp are restaurants. A lot are gyms and um, even, you know, any place with a with an address can be reviewed on Yelp pretty much. So so I put a weekly newsletter out, and Yelpers really love to um, to read that and you know see where the latest and greatest places are to visit. Um, but the the main way that we really connect the community is um, by getting our Yelpers you know offline and getting together at local meetups um, all throughout the valley or all throughout your local city um, to really promote um, and build awareness for a local business and get these Yelpers, you know, connecting with each other as well. You do like Yelp bombs, you know, have people just all show up at one business at the same time. Oh, yeah. That's such a great idea. Do you do it at businesses or how do you? Why don't we call it Yelp ups? Yelp ups. Because it well, sounds like a dog food. I think, I think we're spinning out of control. <laughs> Sorry. See what happens. Well, See no, but happens. you know, it's a really great uh, question because it's something we've talked about before. A lot. It's the power of online the offline, 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 uh, offline, online transfer. How does that work for Yelp? So how it works is, you know, we've got a very active community of Yelpers. Um, for the ones who are on the site and reviewing it, um, you know, they're like I said, they use this as a lifestyle blog, and you know, it's a it's a way to keep track of where, where they're going. Um, so they're some of the most vocal and influential um, residents in the valley. Um, a high percentage of them are college grads. You know, they they obviously have the disposable income to be able to visit these local businesses. Um, so we have what is called an elite Yelp squad. And what that means <laughs> oh, is... Oh, I want to be on that. Do you get a beret? <laughs> I want a beret. <laughs> a Sign lot me of up. people do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's pretty cool. So what the elite Yelp squad is, is it's really like the core of our Yelpers. You know, um, it's a special sauce, but, you know, if you live and breathe Yelp, um, you could become nominated to become elite. And what that means is... Um, I put on events around town um, every month at local businesses. Um, so whether it be a restaurant that really wants to build awareness and get the word out there and showcase their products, um, or even a raw space where we bring in um, local food sponsors and alcohol sponsors and entertainment. And we showcase not only the raw space, but the um, some local restaurants as well. So um, we have... Like I said, a meetup about every month, and uh, depending on the city, they can range in size. 
And then once a year, we I have an open party. And so what an open party is, is it's for anyone with a Yelp profile and they can attend. And it is just a huge bash where we have several food vendors, several alcohol sponsors. It's normally at very large venue. And it's just a fun and unique way for these businesses to get out there and market their products to um, local residents. So wait, I, I, I just need to clarify. So you can only come to the monthly events if you're on the Elite Yelp Squad? Well, there are different ways. Um, there are different events throughout the month. So there is one elite event. So that is only for those members who are on the elite squad. But then wow. um, Yelp has meetups multiple times a month. Um, we have what is called an unofficial Yelp event. And what that is, is it's just a casual happy hour at a local restaurant or bar or business um, that wants to showcase their product. And Yelpers... Um, can go out and visit. Um, we have an events calendar on each Yelp page um, uh, that's specific to that city. So a lot of Yelpers, I mean, they're friends. They they know each other by name. They love to get together. And so they plan a lot of these events themselves. Um, and then in addition, I'll plan these events around town. Um, and then, and then um, we also have what's called a community manager Yelp event. And that's, that's for anybody with a Yelp profile. Um, a lot of times there are um, food specials um, and, and it's just a way for these Yelpers, like I said, to get together. So okay. several so you, ways. you sign up and you get access to this, yeah, no, these parties I, I, for most of them. Yeah, that's mm. cool. So I, I do have another question about your active users. Um, so what constitutes an, an active user? Are they, are they posting multiple times every single day? And then my other question, because I've been thinking a lot about this, is are they equally active in other social spaces? Like are these people active on Twitter and Facebook? And Because for me personally, I find... I give a lot of love to one and then I neglect the others. It's kind of like a favoritism thing. So I'm just curious to know if for Yelpers. Yeah. Yeah, how do you calculate that? How big is the community? Absolutely. Well, you know, the community varies based on the city. Um, Portland actually has uh, a, a large Yelp community. So you guys Ooh. should start yelping mm-hmm. a lot. And Social go- hooligans. We, we did it last we night. We yelped last night. We totally we? yelped. We were, t- we were avid Yelpers. <laughs> Yeah, so so um, it's it's really a special sauce on how um, you define a, an active member on Yelp. Um, it's it's almost you know we like to say when you you know an active Yelper when you see one. They're really <laughs> so like porn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you know. I mean. It's, People get together in a dark, smoky room. Snifter a bourbon and some exotic animals from, you know, Uruguay. So we you were saying? I had a horse at last year's open in San Francisco. That is awesome. Yeah, these, these Yelp parties get as creative as possible. And creative. we actually have Good a national adjective. community blog um, that I can send you the link for. And mm-hmm. it can give you an idea of what these... Yelp events are, um, they have different titles, different themes, lots of costumes, lots of food. It's a, it's a good time. Awesome. But um, so, yeah, so like I said, it's, it's really a special sauce um, that gets that defines a Yelp elite. But, um, but the second part of your question, I'm sorry, can you repeat the second part? I was of your just question? curious to know if you're these active, avid Yelpers sitting in a dark, smoky room, are they equally active on different social media platforms oh, like Twitter and Facebook? That's right. You know what? They actually are. A lot of, like I said, um, the unique part about Yelp is that these aren't people, you know, that just sit at home. I mean, Yelp is a review site. So you've got to be out in the community to be able to actually review places that you're visiting. Um, so a lot of these um, Yelpers are, you know, they love to go out and explore the city that they live in. And they're really, um, they're the experts of the city. They know the the latest restaurants to visit. They know the best, you know, the best place to find a dentist. Um, they're really active on Twitter. They're really active on Facebook. Um, they're just they're active both online and offline, which is, um, you know, the exciting and unique part. And, you know, which is why um, I think Yelp is such a success because, you know, our reviews are relevant and our reviewers know what they're talking about. <laughs> what, what, just, you know, I know we've uh, you guys are on a time crunch and I just appreciate you s- sitting in with us. I, I think as we wrap this up, I'm really interested in, in your perspective on 
this social space, particularly in light of of Facebook's launch of Places, how you see Places working with, uh, you know, in concert with or or um, or against Yelp and the service and the the platform that you guys have built. How what's your f- overall sort of community philosophy in engaging as these other major tools add more of these kinds of services that you guys have really built your foundation on? Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, it's Yelp is very unique in what we offer um, and it's different than what Facebook offers. Um, So it's it's not really, um, I think, like a comparison, you know, Yelp. Yelp is for those people who are looking to make the most of their dollar in the city um, and they want to spend their dollar, you know, in the right place. And so they they look at different reviews or they review different places. Um, So, you know, in that sense. Um, I think that, you know, Yelp works well with, you know, other, other um, entities such as Facebook, you know, you can, you can link your Yelp check-ins or your Yelp reviews to Facebook and Twitter. Um, So that's, that's pretty cool. And that's that's a very slick integration, by the way. Huh? That's a good, that's a slick integration. I, I, I like the way that uh, posting on Yelp um, uh, integrates with Facebook so that, you know, you can sort of, I, I, I don't know that I should say this, I guess, but it, 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 I think it's a better replacement um, using Yelp and integrating with Facebook um, with the mobile app. Um, to me, that's better than just using Facebook places where you sort of shout out, hey, I'm here. Um, shouting out that you're you know, at, at a location on Yelp and having that post on Facebook and then having um, the ability to, I, I think, as you're saying, you know, see the reviews, write a review, uh, offer an opinion about the place that you've just checked into. I think that that's, um, th- I like the way it integrates, and I think that it's, uh, I guess, a superior experience. Well, and I think that's a really that's a really good point. And from a from a business perspective, if you have an active business page, you know, you I think you want your users to be using Yelp in context with Facebook, uh, particularly because it provides context, right? And that's something that's missing with with some of these other platforms. And Yelp, I think, has been has been doing it long enough that. That these reviews are, they can be really powerful. I mean, I, we were talking on the way up here. The the best restaurants we've discovered in Portland are usually as a result of standing on a street corner and wondering <laughs> what we're going to eat That's and right. picking up Yelp. That's right. And we use that cool on the iPhone, you know, monocle. Mm-hmm. Have you played with that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's really awesome. Cool. That blows my mind every time. <laughs> Dane is looking at us like like we're nuts. You've never we'll show, played we'll with show this. We'll show you, Dane. We'll we're show gonna you. show you this. This I, it'll be your is tool. Is it really called a monocle, or did Pete it's make called, that word I, up? Nope, that's Lindsay, what, tell him I'm not lying. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so cool. Because Pete and makes words up. Yeah, and that and that's the awesome part. You know, you can you can take you can use Yelp online. You know, when you're in front of a computer, but then just isn't. You know, you can also use it as you're traveling and as you're finding. You know, where to eat and. Um, you know, as I travel, I live and breathe by my Yelp app, and uh, I've found some great places to eat, even in Auburn, California, on my way. <laughs> <laughs> even traveling. in Auburn. Even... So to all you Auburn people. <laughs> she didn't just say that. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah, community Yelp, manager from Auburn is going to be all over you. Anywhere. <laughs> well, uh, Lindsay, th- th- really, thank you so much for sharing. I, I know you're, it's, it's after 10, and you guys are so good. Did we already lose Darnell? Did he take yeah, off? Yeah, he left. We did, we did. You had to get to another meeting, but it was a pleasure speaking with you. And, you know, um, feel free to email me with any questions. Um, we should, where would you like Yelp. people to, where would you like people to find, uh, to find more information? Where can we send people? Just Yelp.com or do you have special links you want to pass this on? Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yelp.com. If anybody is interested in learning about how to unlock their business tools, um, if they visit biz, B as in boy, I-Z dot Yelp.com, they can learn more about um, actually how, how to unlock the business tools and how to make the most of a Yelp profile page as a business owner. Um, and then if you're, you're interested in learning more about how to become elite, um, visit Yelp.com backslash elite so e-l-i-t-e oh i want to be elite <laughs> i'd like to be elite at something i don't really care what it is being a yelp elite is pretty cool that's pretty cool although i seriously think you should consider berets i think that could be a, ni- a next step uh, oh my gosh, that would be so why? funny. It would be funny. Uh, Lindsay, again, thank you so, so very much for taking the time to share with us uh, um, you know, what you guys are doing at Yelp. It's, a, it's been a great service uh, for us so far, and we're, we're just thrilled to have you on the show. I hope you'll come back as things continue to evolve. 
Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having us. And I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying the Yelp, the Yelp website. <laughs> thanks so much. Okay. Thank All you. Right. That was so great. That conversation there that we just had about Yelp. Do you, you guys feel better about uh, all the check-ins you're going to do now? Now that we've you talked know, to our friends, you know, our brand we, new best friends, Lindsay and Darnell? If we had more time, I would have asked them. Because here's this, and this is probably going to reveal far too much about my personality. Let's but do it. I don't typically write reviews on Yelp. And if I did... You're it, a lurker, they call you. No, no, no. And if That's I so- did, if I did, it would be a business that I loved because I felt like I was doing that business a service. Like, I loved them so much that I want to write right. something nice about them. I'm not going to write a mediocre review. I'm not... I guess I'm not going to be a part bad of the Yelp about, Elite Squad. All right, because we should have talked about if this If it was more. terrible. If it was terrible, It was terrible because you're vindictive. <laughs> okay, that's not where I started with this conversation. I said oh, right. if I really I'm sorry. liked I was, them. I was totally reading into that. When no. you said you were revealing things. All right, this is another thing that we... <laughs> Extremists? This is another thing that we did, is we, as we're reading in the car on the way up here, uh, and that was uh, that, ni- what was it, 90% of users of user-generated content sites like YouTube and Yelp and things... Mm-hmm. Are lurkers. Are lurkers. Right. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I use Yelp. Like, but I don't consider that lurking because I don't care. You just don't like You're the word. lurking if you don't create content. Okay, I'm that's... lurking if I watch, to, in my mind, I'm lurking if I'm like, what is Dane doing today? <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's stalking. stalking. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's on that's, the continuum. Right. There's, there's, locking. That one's there's stalking. stalking, lurking, lurking is not a bad thing. I just created a gradient. Like, I just created a continuum. It's a terrible continuum. It's the best continuum. You'll regret that. You'll rue the day. <laughs> anyway, Not they were fabulous. The they were fabulous. Continuum. Well, here's like the, the whole Dennis this component. Is, so I still blew away by that. You didn't talk about that. You, as a, um, how would you say, how would you classify the, the level of frequency elite? of use of, of these services for you, Beyond Dane? elite. Oh, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a fair. I'm gonna go with neophyte. I'm gonna go with neophyte. That's right. Maybe luddite would be better. No, <laughs> are you an iPhone user? Okay. So after here's the this thing. conversation, yes, no. where do you stand? Okay. So, well, I'm please right here on the couch, um, <laughs> like Tom Cruise. He stands on couches. Um, I gotcha. that was an obscure Oprah reference. It was. As well. I think that was I'd good. Follow those. Um, so actually, um, Megan referred to this sort of um, use one or the other. You have to kind of you know pick and choose, and and so yeah, I am sort of like playing around with um, Foursquare, kind of fun to use um, because <laughs> in addition to just the easy check in to a the place that you're at, you can check into living rooms and bathrooms and you know kitchens and friends' houses, wherever you want things that Yelp has no interest in, uh, and really are just a a n- irrelevant novelty. Um, yeah, I checked into uh, places on Yelp. I'm having no luck getting Facebook places to work. So uh, yeah, checked into Yelp and you know who are my friends that are on Yelp and you know just sort of the location thing. Where am I at and and the check in right? Um, and lo and behold, it's full of very useful information when you do that. It's got reviews and uh, uh, and and I don't know. I said earlier that that's you know in my mind kind of a superior uh, check in right. I'm so Yelp's got them, Gowalla, um, Foursquare, uh, Facebook. Uh, Yelp absolutely is uh, relevant. And I think um, in, in terms of sort of where am I at, I, I think beyond just, you know, where should I eat tonight? But, you know, that's sort of just novelty experience, I think, of checking into a spot. Um, it, it sort of goes the other direction, right? Where Foursquare is trying to add context and meat to novelty information. Exactly. You know, checking into traffic or Drinking. I'm on a plane. I was the mayor of traffic for two days wow. uh, before <laughs> I was you? ousted. But but Yelp's gone the other way because I think Yelp had the profiles before the check-ins. And right. they're adding the novelty part to what was already a substantial useful, service, a, a useful, useful service. service. And, and that novelty becomes useful yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Well, right. Well, and it how? Just, it just, well, it adds... It adds to the the dimension of the service, it's right. just it. But I think, and as evidenced by the fact that they do all of this offline stuff, I think is a really easy way to see. You know, the the communities that are most effective also have an offline component too. Yeah. I think that's we're going to see more and more of that. It, it, it occurred to me during the conversation, and I'm sure it's occurred to a lot of people before it occurred to me today, that um, <laughs> Yelp is everything City Search ever wished it could have been, I think, because yeah. I was actually not quite aware that they're doing all this offline stuff and that they've got community managers in communities and right. they've got account managers in communities. And City Search, I think, really tried to be sort of offline and be local and, you know, um, I, City Search, I know, still does exist, but um, sorry, City Search. <laughs> um, but Yelp, yeah, I mean, Yelp. Uh, the, the, 
just it, it's such I don't know if it's just great timing or what right but the, but the, you know the user reviews so it's user generated instead of sort of editorial driven which I think City Search more or less was you know with some reviews uh, but I think it has a lot of relevance in that in that sense and I think to be able to adopt things like you know the check-in like I checked in for instance this morning at my hotel on Yelp and it was full of useful information about the area information about the hotel services um, reviews that Obviously, don't matter since I've already made my purchase, but um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're uh, uh, justification for my purchase because they were good reviews. But more importantly, I think you know things that were sort of you know people's experiences with the hotel and the area around the hotel that had relevance and, and was interesting to me. So it's useful. There you go. It's not just a game. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to try using it more. Me too. I'm thinking I think that that's too. That's my thing. So let's let's um, tie in our tool because yeah, now we so have a good, a fabulous tool that's not new to us. Well, it's I new know. Today, well, but. and it's a bit of a novelty uh, inside of Yelp. I mean, I, I strangely I have used this seriously, and yet I still see it as kind of a novelty. So if you go, this is this is I think only true of the of the iPhone app. Uh, for Yelp. Do you want to look up and see if it's true of the Android app sure. while we're doing this? So, Dana, I'm, sh- I'm demonstrating this is where we need to have video. So I went into Yelp on the iPhone app, and there's this, There's this. when you go into the nearby section, um, you go to, I don't know how to make it go away, is the, uh, now I'm in <laughs> Monocle and I can't make it go away. Um, anyway, so there's this little kind of radar up here, and you can see down below there, behind me, there are those little dots, and those are uh, where some local stores are. And when I show my camera around here, I'm looking through the camera, and look at that. Dan, can you turn your head? Do you see what's <laughs> going on there? The Yelp reviews are floating in Which is space. interesting because we're in the middle of We're nowhere. in the middle it's of the living room here. psychedelic experience. And you can, so you can actually be standing on a street corner, point your camera with the Yelp app running at a restaurant and see the Yelp review we, pop up in front of we you. We so live in the future. This we is, totally do. I, I think know. it's on the even... iPhone, you guys. I'm not getting... Great data here, but I'm pretty sure it's only iPhone. Isaac Sorry, Asimov people. would not have imagined that tool. No kidding. Oh, I mean, wait. it's a Yelp 2.0 brings Monocle and check-ins to its Android client. So there you go. It is. It's fantastic. And so then you click on it, and you immediately jump up. It says, you know, that's three reviews. Uh, you know, I'm looking at a review of the Korea House, which is apparently very close to your house. Uh, the Duke is Todd M. The Duke of the Korea House. But the cool thing about this is exactly what Peter just said. You can stand on a street corner. And see visibly what's nearby based on where you're holding the phone and the direction in which you are pointing the phone. Um, and I'm sorry, they do have an they do have an Android client. That is, uh, it is really it, July it, it's 5th. one of those things that just sort of makes Yelp that much more useful. Standing when when you use it the most, which is for me when, when I'm desperate for street, a place like to I'm eat. Like I'm starving, exactly. and there, I know there's some good places. Nearby, there's got to be something near here. I'm just going to walk in this direction. Yep, it's an awesome tool, so and you can hold it in front of you and walk and still see where you're going. If, if they the if I just had or. glasses. That had iPhones in the lenses. Then your nerd dumb would be complete. It doesn't matter. By then, bite me, I have point, iPhones for glasses. At that point, Pete just checks out of reality I'm altogether. Gone. I am gone. At first I checked in, and now I'm checking out. Straddling Perfect the line. Perfect ending to the show. And Thank I think you, it is. Peter. So uh, with that, uh, Dane... You know, it's it's uh, been really terrific having you here in Portland. It's been so terrific. It's, so it's been terrific to be here. Yeah, where More where can people you know. where can people find you uh, elsewise? Uh, I believe it's Facebook Altadane. Is that right? Facebook.com slash Altadane. They, yeah, people figure all that yeah. out. Um, Altadane. I'm glad we discovered that. Dodco.uk. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm here in Portland at a at a music festival, uh, Music Fest Northwest, but and really I am posting, and but most importantly, here to see Pete and Megan, um, and I'm going to be posting some things uh, like uh, the Panda Bear concert last night. Posted awesome. that, so yeah, check it out. Awesome, and Megan, I am at Megan Strand on Twitter, and encouraged with an I is my blog and website. And I am Pete Wright on Twitter and uh, uh, com is uh, my website. You can learn more about the show at thenakedmarketers.com. Follow us on Twitter at Naked Markets and make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes. It's the very best way to make sure you don't miss a single episode of Naked Marketing. And uh, uh, it really helps us. And you know what I'm, I'm going to do? What don't, are you going to do? Don't, 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 don't leave us reviews. Because we're not supposed to ask for reviews. You know, oh, iTunes. right. But just maybe visit us. We should be, be aware on Yelp. that we're there. Can we be we're, on Yelp? Can we? Oh, we, we don't have, have an address. address. 
Well, now we do. It's, it's Megan's house. <laughs> yeah, Megan has a great house. Uh, it, it, but uh, but we sure would love you to to uh, subscribe to the show, and uh, because that's how uh, people find out about the show. If you subscribe in iTunes rather than listen on the website, more people will actually discover us, and that's. Uh, and, and be exposed to more great tools like Yelp. Um, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break uh, for the next uh, month, I think, right? We're, getting, we're, we're breaking down season one of The Naked Marketers. We're, we're taking a break back. so that we can put the lost episodes up. The uh, lost episodes. We have a couple of lost <laughs> episodes not. that uh, not. Uh, <laughs> full of trick ponies, and, <laughs> and we're going to uh, put those up. Uh, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, but we will be back up early in October for season two of The Naked Marketers. So make sure you don't unsubscribe when you don't see a couple of uh, weeks of episodes. Uh, don't unsubscribe. We're coming back. Season 2 coming in October. Coming back bigger, badder, better, and bronzer. <laughs> All of that except for bronze. Because <laughs> it'll be winter. Because it'll be more it. winter and, and <laughs> more pale, kind of peaked. Bigger, badder, and peaked. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, we will uh, catch up with you uh, in October on The Naked Marketers. <laughs>